Welcome to Four Books, the new podcast from Four for State. I'm Tara Alazawi, your host for today's show. In Four Books, we ask an author to answer four questions on the books that made them, on the books that made a significant impact at distinct junctures of their lives. It might be the book that guided them through a breakup, the one that they press urgently into a friend's hand, the book that best articulates love, or the book that opened up the world in a startling new way. Reading has a unique power to universalise the most private of experiences, and the books we turn to can reveal more about ourselves than we think. In four books, we use literature to glimpse the inner life of our authors. Our guest today is Elizabeth Mackenzie, whose work has appeared in The New Yorker, The Atlantic Monthly, Best American Non-Required Reading, and the Pushcart Prize Anthology. Her novel, The Portable Veblen, has been shortlisted for the Bailey's Prize for Fiction. My name is Elizabeth Mackenzie, and my book is The Portable Veblen. Can squirrels speak? Do snails scream? Will a young couple, newly engaged, make it to their wedding day? Will their dysfunctional families ruin everything? Will they be undone by the advances of a very sexy, very unscrupulous heiress? to a pharmaceuticals corporation? Is getting married even a remotely reasonable idea in the 21st century? And what in the world is a Veblen anyway? Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. What was the book that inspired you to become a writer? Well, the same way we need two eyes to see three-dimensionally, I need two books because there were two books I read right on top of each other that are inseparable in my mind. I was 14 when I read Of Human Bondage by Somerset Mom and The Vivisector by Patrick White. They both uh, are long novels that contain the very texture and fabric of life, great sketches of social hypocrisy, but above all, the yearning for beauty arising from discomfort and harsh circumstances and psychic wounds. Both start when the main characters are children and follow them as they grow up and as they pursue the life of an artist. And while both were set in worlds quite unlike mine, I felt things in common very keenly with both Philip Carey and Hurdle Duffield. They were perhaps the first novels I'd read which had no plot other than the plot of observing a life. And I can't say that either of these novels gave me the key to what I would the key to what it would take to write them, but they gave me an ideal of what a novel could be, something very beautiful, I thought, and that I wanted to aspire to. Can you tell me the book that makes you cry? Well, there's this thing called Stendhal syndrome, and it was first described by Stendhal when he traveled to Florence and wrote about it, a sort of ecstasy um, from the very idea of being in Florence. And it's a state one can fall into in the presence of something so beautiful or astonishing that, it, that processing it creates great emotion in the beholder. And... Um, the book, believe it or not, the book Huckleberry Finn was the first book that gave me something close to that feeling. Um, and it still happens to me from time to time. You feel it building as you get close to the end of the book. You start to realize that the cumulative power of the book has built into something complete and remarkable, that all its moments have constellated into something with an artistic shape that has a kind of perfection to it. And you kind of feel the wind knocked out of you. Um, and in this case, no matter how many times I read that novel, 
when I start to get to close to the end, I get that feeling of astonishment with tears. Um, there is another kind of crying, though, that comes from relief for me in a book, and that's the kind, for instance, when Eleanor Dashwood discovers that Edward is not married in Sense and Sensibility. Um, and there's a children's book as well that I just cannot read without crying. It's called Sylvester and the Magic Pebble by William Steig. And in it, a young donkey is reunited with his parents. And it's, it's very moving. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand that. <laughs> Elizabeth, could you tell me the book that terrifies you? Yes, again, it's a, it's a two-part answer. Um, I recently read Mouse by Art Spiegelman. It's a book that's been out a while, but just got to it now. And I've read numerous accounts uh, of the Holocaust, but I found myself really freshly chilled to the bone with this. Um, the way it demonstrates the insidiousness of the changes that occurred in Nazi Germany, you know, just bit by bit, a little at a time, the way the barbaric treatment of people became normalized, um, just really uh, chilled me and made me feel like something like that could be possible again. Um, Another book that also recently terrorized me, really, was uh, something called Midnight in Peking by Paul French. It's about the murder of an English girl in what they called the last days of old China in the book, 1937. The case itself is fascinating and frightening, but it's really the masterful way French writes it, the way he reveals pieces of the puzzle that really makes the reader feel lost in a dangerous and decadent world. It's terrific. And finally, Elizabeth. What's the book that you'd pass on? Well, the book that I've given as a gift to many people is The Unconsoled by Katsuo Ishiguro. When I first read the book, it cast an amazing spell on me. Um, it was one of the most absorbing experiences of my reading life. Um, it starts as a novel about a pianist, Mr. Ryder, who's come to a town to give a performance. But... Um, it's as if he's sent on a backward spiral through his own life, through one diversion or misunderstanding after another. And this maddening Kafkaesque situation seems to gradually reveal to Ryder all the blind spots that his life seems to have been constructed around concealing. For me, it was as if after a page or two, I realized I was in the grip of an imagined state of such intensity that I became completely lost in it. Um, I love to give the novel to people to see how they react to it. Some seem to resist falling under its spell, but when they do fall under it, they tell me it becomes one of their favorite books too. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. <laughs> that was Elizabeth talking about the four books that inspired her. The Portable Veblen is out now. <laughs>